Welcome to another episode of Cannabis Tech Talks. You're chopping it up with Chuck. I'm the editor-in-chief here with Cannabis and Tech Today, and we are very excited to have uh, today as our guest, Dr. John Thompson, the CEO of Extract Lab. How are you doing, John? Excellent. Wow, it's a great day. It's, it's awesome to have you here. We're going to have a nice little chat today, talk a little bit about extraction um, talk a little bit about, uh, you know, kind of current events. These are crazy times in the industry right now. And um, do you mind telling us just a little bit about your background? Yeah, sure. I, I have a PhD in analytical chemistry, uh, and we've been uh, building equipment uh, for the cannabis and hemp markets now since about uh, 2013. Uh, prior to that, we worked for uh, the Air Force and NASA. I started my company in 2007, and uh, prior to that, was working for corporate America and mergers and acquisitions. Gotcha. So, when did the uh, when did the extraction business really take off? Was it was it 2013? Yeah, it was 2013. Uh, one of my uh, college buddies and I we started uh, what's now become a, a large uh, multi-state operator that's uh, publicly traded in Canada. And uh, my part of that was basically to set up all the all the equipment and all the facilities. So that was a great time. And we started building equipment right around that time, building it for ourselves, you know. And then uh, basically I started to uh, build equipment for the world. And we literally, uh, we have uh, hundreds of installations. Uh, we put hundreds of people into the business of extracting weed and extracting cannabis and extracting uh well, a lot of other things like kava kava and, uh, you know, sapa meadow and, uh, you know, weird stuff like, you know, sea cucumbers and <laughs> things like that. So um, done a lot of hemp as well. So. so you can use this extraction equipment for all kinds of stuff. Yeah, you know, uh, the, you know, extraction is a general uh, technique and uh, we use CO2, which is really preferred in like uh, you know, the industry who's, who's going to actually imbibe the oils that are coming out of the botanical. So yeah, absolutely. Uh, that, that's, uh, can be used in all kinds of different industries. It's a great, really great, uh, time to be alive. And especially with the hemp industry, the way it's going and the, in the cannabis industry, the way it's going, uh, overseas and in the, in the U S it's, it's, it's on fire. Even, even now in the midst of this uh, COVID thing. So there's uh yeah, and I, I want to get back to that in just a minute, but uh, there's a lot of, um, are there, are there different ways to do extraction besides CO2, but CO2 is, is the, um, the most preferred method? Yeah. Um, you can, you can extract with uh, any kind of different kind of solvents. You think like uh, you can even extract with gasoline, for example, <laughs> if you wanted to, um, it just wouldn't be very safe uh, or effective or very healthy. Um, um, you know, so a lot of people in the industry try to, uh, you know, they, you could, they use different things like hexanes or they'll use heptane or they'll use ethanol with heptane or ethanol with hexane. What's nice about CO2 is it doesn't carry any of the, you know, um, you know, basically chemical additives. So when you get rid of it, there's nothing left except for the oil. So you don't have to deal with uh, residuals or possibility residuals. I've been working a lot on kind of understanding what those residuals are all about, um, you know, in the industry. It's, it's, uh, it's kind of amazing. Yeah. And um, so how did you get into, you know, cannabis per se? I mean, you're, you're a doctor, you're a smart guy. 
You've got, uh, yeah. you know, a whole lot of knowledge going on there. What, what's your relationship with cannabis or why did you decide this is the path I'm going to take? Yeah, I think it came, I came from the technology and the science side. And uh-huh. I thought when, when in 2013, and, and even still today, uh, we're talking about a market that's, that's growing uh, from, you know, single digit billions to double digit billions. And I looked at it as, wow, what a great opportunity to, you know, apply science. What a great opportunity to really, um, you know, really make a contribution. And so that's, that was really my deal. I, I, I didn't come in as a flag waver, you know, for example, for the cannabis industry, but definitely, um, you know, like the science side, like the technology side. Uh, my buddy, uh, you know, called me up one day and basically said, "Hey, uh, why don't why don't we go write some licenses?" And uh, so, was involved in that. You know, he spearheaded a lot of most most all of it. I just was doing the technical stuff, and uh-huh. um, then I, you know, I just love I just love putting machines together. So, <laughs> uh, you know, you're kind of coming at it from a, someone who just has a real passion for you know, high quality. And, and, uh, it's like everything we do is, uh, like top end. So I really like that aspect. We're not, we're not going for the low, low cost leader in the market at all. So we're just, we're doing everything the best uh, we can. We're wigging it all out with, uh, you know, all the sensors and, uh, you know, controls that people need. So, um, you know, I would say that you know, we have a luxury brand when it comes to extraction and, and distillation and, uh, you know, other, equipment filtration equipment and chromatography equipment that we make it's it's just a lot of fun uh, so that's where i come from it uh you know we've been doing a lot of hemp too i've been enjoying it um you know we we grew uh, approximately about 60 acres this year just because we wanted to have some you know materials so that we could actually you know do development and work sure. and uh boy that was a lot of fun that was a great time i really enjoyed it a lot it kind of brought me back to the early days of of, um, you know, some of the early days of cannabis and seeing all the greenhouses up and, you know, it's really fun to, to see a product that, and a plant that you can make convert into a product that, you know, has such great health benefits. And, uh, you know, a lot of people that use our stuff is, is you just get all of these reports back saying, Hey, you know, that stuff actually works. It's pretty cool. Yeah. So you're like, you're like a mad scientist, you know, uh, in a good way. And this is your, this is your opportunity. This is your sandbox, you know, and you're, and you're getting yeah. to play right here. I can tell you, uh, you love this stuff. Yeah. Okay. An artist with a muse <laughs> or a, uh, yeah. Or a scientist with, uh, with, uh, you know, with, with some object to really apply it to. Uh, and we're, we're doing all kinds of stuff in the laboratory. We have a really great, um, you know, like R and D laboratory, Mm-hmm. Uh, just tell you a little bit uh, we had uh like when i first started out we did you know we didn't really have a lot of engineers so we were just chemists and ke- the way chemists do things we just buy stuff put it together so um and uh, obviously it was a really uh inefficient process okay so we have hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of prototypes that were just you know i have like trailers filled up with like uh you know lab equipment and things like that that just defunct so we decided to take all that stuff out and put it into a laboratory and start building stuff so that's something that we're you know using some of our time with we're building um you know just you know chemical things we're taking our equipment and doing, you know, very special things with it, you know, that, that people like to, like to see, uh, for example, uh, extraction of ghost peppers, for example. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, 
you know, you kind of try to concentrate it up. Hops was one of the things that, uh, you know, has been well known. You use that, uh, you know, supercritical CO2 extractors for hops. So, but have you ever tasted a hops extract? No. Oh, it's like bitter, crazy bitter. Like you will, you know, like the bitterness is, you know, like hops have this bitterness factor yeah. to them, you know, that uh, the industry puts on. But when you concentrate it, it's like super bitter. So pretty cool things that you can do and, you know, just have fun with the technology too. Isn't the, uh, isn't the hop, because when you look at it, it kind of looks a little bit like a bud. Isn't the hop uh, like a cousin or something like that of the, uh, of the cannabis? There's lots of terpenes in hops. It's crazy. I mean, yeah. have you ever had like, oh, obviously IPA beer. Like, there's, there's stuff, you know. Big fan. Yeah. So I, yeah, big fan. Me too. I love it. So yeah. And you know, all the terpenes, of course, you can make a, a rich hoppy terpene sauce, you know, mm -hmm. uh, you know, so it's fun. It's just a lot of fun. We're having a great time, uh, not only with creating new equipment that people love and will buy and, and that meets their needs, but we're just having a lot of fun as a team. Uh, you know, we have chemists, we have engineers on staff, uh, you know, and I got my mad scientist R and D lab that we're kind of doing some fun stuff with. So we, we're, we'll be publishing a bunch of stuff on it. So we're going to like the, uh, you know, like the, a lot of the hemp that we get out of our extractors, they have, mm -hmm. uh, and like this little pellets that come out that are, um, you know, they're, they don't have any CBD in them. Okay. Cause they're all, okay. So we're, we're doing some, we're smoking brisket with, uh, just in the next couple of days here with those hemp pellets. We're going to see how it tastes. You know, it may taste good. may not taste good. You know, who knows, you know, uh, why not? Right. Right. <laughs> we have all this stuff laying around and why not smoke brisket with it? How many, how many people do you have at your uh, company? Well, um, within United Science, we have, uh, well, approximately 50, and then we have another 50 in our operations. So we got about, uh, all told, about 100 people. Okay, okay. And how have yeah. things uh, affected, you know, because we're recording this here. It's, uh, let's see, what is the date? The days are a blur right now. It is uh, April 7th, 2020. We are, uh, depending on where you live, you know, we're a few weeks into the, uh, the stay at home order. Of course, a lot of um, uh, machinery, a lot of the cannabis uh, industry has been deemed essential. Um, you know, us here in the media and, and such as well, we've got to put out information and things like that. So we're essential. How has, um, you know, how has all of this affected your guys' business? Well, I, I think that we've, we are, we're getting requests for quotes like crazy. Uh, one of the things that's really uh, driving that, you know, ask is um, you can't get ethanol right now and anything for the near seeable future. Um, and uh, that's just basically because a lot of people are putting it into hand sanitizer. So the, there's just basically all the ethanol is sucked out of the supply chain right now. We tried to make a whole bunch of hand sanitizer. We could, you know, okay. So our delivery is, you know, on a tote of, of ethanol that's compliant with the hand sanitizer rules. I mean, they won't even deliver till end of May. And we tried to get IPA. Uh, we tried to, so that's, that's, uh, you know, a lot of the solvent that people use, you know, for, uh, for extraction is just not available. So CO2 is obviously it's available, it's plentiful. Um, there's no like major, major, huge, you know, overarching demand. Like 
everybody uses 100 milliliters worth of hand sanitizer a day. That's not happening with CO2. So, uh, so yeah, we're we're getting lots of quotes on that. And then, not only that, the the market itself is still. We're seeing, um, you know, on our contract business, we're also seeing a lot of, uh, you know we're seeing a lot of growth there. So a lot of people are coming to us to get their, um, you know, get their hemp extracted. Um, and that business is just absolutely booming. So I, I don't think that we haven't seen an effect yet. I'm sure there will be because, you know, the overall economy, but we have, um, you know, we have the market itself is, is going to grow, um, you know, multiples in the next several years. So people who can, survive this and then, um, you know, have, have a good clean product and uh, produce a really good product for, you know, the industries, they're going to be successful. So, yeah, I, I'm feeling, I'm, I'm still have this bullish attitude toward it. Yeah, no, I, I hear you. And uh, it's, it's nice to be able to talk to different companies and different, uh, different brands that are in the middle of this right now mm-hmm. and just kind of hear what's going on because, uh, you know, situation dictates, but um, it sounds like supply chain is something that I'm hearing kind of across the board is, is one of the biggest challenges right now, uh, especially right. like what you said, can't get ethanol. Yeah. So that's why we're getting so many requests for quote, everybody, you know, like not everybody, but a lot of people are saying, wait a second, Hey, we, we built our business model around this, that we can't get it. And in the foreseeable future, it doesn't look like there's going to be a lot of ethanol because every American wants to have like lots of ethanol now, eventually on their hands, you know, to wipe them off, to get them clean. And um, so eventually, you know, obviously the supply is going to catch up with the demand, but right now it's just a, a you can't even get the stuff. So. Awesome. Okay. Well, listen, we're going to take a quick break right now. Uh, Give a shout out to our sponsors. But when we come back, I want to talk to you a little bit more about hemp, uh, CBD, kind of what's the state of the state there. And most importantly, what should people look for if they're uh, interested in getting an extraction system? I want to hear from you kind of behind the scenes, um, what some of the things they should look for, because it's obviously, uh, you know, it's it's a pretty, it's a pretty big investment. And, um, you knowing all the science and everything behind the scenes would love to hear your opinion on that. So we'll be right back, um, after this brief break. Today's episode is brought to you by Fritch. Fritch is a million sizing company for many industries, cannabis being one of them. As the cannabis industry pushes to be an advocate for transparency and quality, Fritch uses their experience in food, pharma, and agriculture to help you optimize your processes and techniques for materials that are critical for extractions, pre-rolls, and different edible products. Fritch works with you to give the best high quality end product to the consumers and patients with the highest reward. They have a special site with information at www.cannabis-milling.com and also visit their main page www.fritch.us to learn more. Hey, everybody, we're back with Cannabis Tech Talks. You're chopping it up with Chuck. And we are here today speaking with John, Dr. John Thompson, the CEO of Extract Labs. And um, what what should people look for um, when they're going to purchase a uh, an extraction system? What, what is the most important thing? Because it's obviously it's a major investment, isn't it? Yeah, it, it is. It, 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 it's going to cost you some cash. Um, I think that, uh, you know, if you're buying a machine to produce, uh, money and to print money, basically, 
you mm-hmm. got to make sure that it's it's going to perform the way you think it's going to perform, that it's compliant with all the regulations that you need to com- be compliant with. But you also have to make sure, and one of the things that are re- really is kind of overlooked in the industry is uh, the operating costs. So you really have to take a laser focus on how much it's going to take you to produce, for example, a kilo of, uh, of crude oil or a kilo of distillate. Um, and so... Those are the three main things. Um, you know, the compliancy thing really goes back to, you know, where are you going to sell your oils? Do you need GMP compliance with your equipment and also with your facility? Um, and then, you know, um, do you have a piece of equipment that's going to produce, uh, make you produce a profit? You know, that's really important. So especially, I mean, especially nowadays, I mean, if you, you have all of these competitors out there. It seems like there's a lot of people doing extractions right now. You want to make sure that you can come into the market with the lowest cost uh, of products so that your profits are highest possible. That makes sense. And what do you think about the, uh, the hemp market right now today and, uh, and CBD? I know, you know, a year ago, year and a half ago, CBD was hotter than the left sink handle. You know what I mean? Like it was and yeah. so CBD was all you could hear about. Um, now more states are coming online with hemp. Um, and we've, you know, we've seen in the past, you know, maybe some issues with uh, uh, distribution of the crops and, you know, percentages of, of THC based upon the regulations and stuff like that. What's kind of your uh, opinion on the state of the state with hemp and CBD right now? Yeah, I think, uh, well, state by state, it's, it's doing pretty well. I mean, the, the, uh, it started out with a 2014 bill and then you had uh, the, the basically what happened in 2018, 2019 with the signing of the hemp bill, which really allowed the states to um, set up their own programs. That's been an explosion. I mean, we're only, uh, you know, a little over a year in that whole aspect of it. It's amazing what has happened. I mean, uh, first of all, a lot of people, uh, you know, who hadn't been growing, for example, they, they all want to get in on the, on the gold rush. We, we had all kinds of, you know, farmers coming thinking they were going to make, you know, $2 million from 10 acres of crop. And at the prices <laughs> at the time, that's what it was. A lot of people with dollar signs in their eyes. Um, so th- those are the things that, uh, you know, we, we see, you know, really with that, with the hemp industry and, um, yeah, we, we, we continue to see that it's, it's going to grow and, and going to get better and better. Yeah. I mean, it, it, uh, what, what percentage, if you had to split it, um, of your sales go to cannabis versus hemp, is it like 50, 50? Yeah, I think so. I mean, uh, the auditors just asked me that and yeah, it is about 50, 50. So we, we have, you know, we do a lot of business in Canada, um, and that's uh, that. Early on, that was our number one market, and then um, we did a lot of work with multi-state operators. Then, uh, then, then, kind of, uh, you know, kind of California basically started to grow, and we sold extractors all over uh, California. And now the hemp operators are starting to really hit, and uh, you know. Basically, the Northwest uh, is is really good for hemp. Um, Canada is very good for hemp, and e- Europe is is wide open for hemp. So, there's a, a lot of people, um, you know, putting places up of uh, business, and you know, if they do it right, uh, they'll have something that they can uh, produce a brand, supply brands with uh, good quality, and also have a low cost of operation. That you got to use CO2 to get those low cost of operation going on. So. 
Um, that's really important. You know, I can't tell you if you're, if you can't hit the right margins coming out of a consumer product, um, you know, you're going to have a hard time competing with everybody else who's going to, you know, be lowering their price, uh, you know, as things go forward here. Yeah. And then you've also got to deal with the, you know, inferior quality stuff that's out there as well. You know, uh, the operators that are trying to do it the right way and, you know, growing good stuff and everything like that competing against, uh, you know, snake oil out there, um, that's, that's got to make it tough as well. Cause you know, you really don't know what's in there unless you've got, you know, certificates on there or, you know, but you know, something that could show that you're getting what you're paying for. Right, right, right. How, um, you know, how, how do you see that playing out? Well, I, I think that, uh, consumers are, are basically demanding high quality. So they, uh, you know, they know they're reading labels. Okay. Number one, uh, they're, and you know, if you got like, for example, we, we've done a lot of work with, um, just measuring, we have a full on laboratory here. Um, we got to about a $2 million laboratory that we have. Um, and we, we do a lot of testing. Um, and you know, the issue with some of the extracts is it has, it has residual heptane in it. It has residual, uh, you know, IPA, um, acetone, things like that. And, and we doing these samples for various people And the issue that I see is maybe about, maybe about 30, 40% of them have that in there. And so, you know, people are taking that oil and they're, they're diluting it down uh, to get it. So it'll pass the test and then uh, they're putting it into the products. And I, I just think that that is uh, the wrong way to go for the industry because uh, we really need to, we, we really need to have good, you know, solid products coming out of the, you know, out of the industry so that, you know, people aren't getting hurt by taking them. So, you know, one of the things that has really concerned me lately is, um, you know, even at a safe level, uh, you know, it's appalling how much, how much the FDA allows, how much solvents the FDA allows in a, in a, like a past test. It's a lot. It's like what they call 5,000 PPM. Like it's a lot. And uh, so, so example, if you, if you take a tincture every day, you take it three times a day and it has a allowable amount of like heptane in it, it would pass the test. You literally would be drinking liters of the stuff per year if you took it every day. So the deal there is that the FDA hasn't really, if you go back and you look at the literature and everything, they, they didn't really set the limits uh, at the right level. Um, on the basis of data, they said, we don't have the data. So it's a class three solvent and therefore half percent is okay. So there's some real issues there. I think the industry really has to self-police in my view, you know, and, um, you know, actually be better than what the FDA says, because I just don't think that that amount of solvents at some point in time, we're going to have to stop eating solvents. (laughs) I mean, they weren't meant, they weren't meant to eat. Right. I mean, it's just the way it is. So yeah, isn't that scary too that the FDA, you know, that we kind of lean on uh, yeah. for these types of regulations and things like that, in a lot of instances, especially when it comes to supplements, um, the FDA is 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 sometimes kind of asleep at the wheel, you know, yeah. and so it becomes important for the industry to self-regulate because you surely don't want something to happen, you know, um, you know, like the vaping right. crisis that happened, you know, uh, right. you know, all of a sudden you've got places that are, they're banning vaping and you've got, you right. know, so it's important 
that the industry polices itself and that these quality standards are adhered to because, um, you know, you don't want, you don't want to put a black eye on the, uh, on, on a burgeoning growing industry right now. Right. And we, you know, I give, uh, I give this stuff to my relatives and my friends and stuff. I don't, I, it's gotta be clean. Yeah. I mean, it's gotta be molecularly clean. I mean, I would never right. knowingly give something. Oh, well, I passed the test. Don't worry about it. Right. I, no way. No way. I yeah. mean, so, I mean, I think a lot of the, you know, you're talking about people. Would you are, give this to your grandma? Exactly. Or your kids. Would you, that's, that's like the purity test. Right. And by the way, my grandma does take CBD. It blew my <laughs> mind away. I was, yeah. I was there talking to her and she told me, she's like, yeah, I take this, this stuff. I don't know. And, and then uh, my aunt was like, yeah, that's CBD. And, and she loves it. She's been able to get off of, you know, my grandma was on all kinds of different medications at one point and mm -hmm. there was interactions happening and everything else. And she has been able to, um, you know, get off some, some different things. And she, she really likes this CBD. So we got to make sure we don't give gam gam bad CBD yeah. full of solvents and stuff. We got to protect, gotta gam gam protect right now. protector, protector. Right. Exactly. So, yeah, I mean, we, yeah. you know, people give this to their kids, you know, for various reasons. So we mm -hmm. want to make sure that, you know, we're doing right by them. So that's the main thing is, is the, uh, are the standards the same in Canada? You guys do business in both the Canada and the United States are, how are they doing with regulating this stuff? Yeah, they have, they're using that US, USP standard, uh, which is, you know, similar. Um, so, yeah, but I think that they, they, some of the LPs use uh, ethanol, but not a lot of them. Most of them you're using CO2, which is inherently, you know, safe from that perspective. So you're not really, you know, worried about whether or not there's heptane or hexane residuals in there. So that's something that uh, the Canadians, I mean, there are a few ethanol producers, but look, if you're going to use ethanol, uh, you should use, you know, food grade ethanol because it doesn't have that. And don't go to the chemical company and mm -hmm. buy some cheap uh, stuff with that's laced with heptane so that they can sell it without the excise tax. I mean, that's, that's what's really going down here. So are you surprised or, or uh, how surprised are you that um, cannabis companies or cannabis has been deemed essential? During this, uh, you know, during this this uh, time period, state after state, they have decided, you know, what can stay open and what's going to be closed. And dispensaries, for the most part, have been allowed to stay open. They've been deemed essential. Um, how surprised are you by that? Yeah, I, actually, I'm not too surprised. Like a lot of our uh, customers are, um, you know, they're they're food grade or food certified by the states. So the states mm -hmm. have applied a GMP. Um, you know, food processing style of a GMP uh, compliancy standard on them. So they, the state considers them to be a food uh, in many, many, many states. So um, not the federal government, obviously, but um, they said it can't be in food. So it's kind of funny how that, that all works. Uh, so I, w I, I knew immediately that, you know, a lot of the, um, you know, a lot of the, a lot of the operations were going to stay open if they could, or if they could get ethanol or whatever, turns out that they can't. So, mm -hmm. you know, a lot of them are shuddering, but, um, you know, I also like with cannabis, I'm not really sure. I mean, I guess I was a little bit surprised, but, uh, you know, people are all cooped up in their houses and, you know, what are they going to, you know, they're getting stir crazy there. Um, so, uh, they're going to have something to do, I guess. Um, so, you know, try some brownies or something along those lines. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you, you hit the nail on the head. We don't know how long, 
um, people are going to be, you know, with, with a stay at home order. Right. And, you know, for a lot of people, cannabis is medicine, right? You know, so it's like, you're going to tell people they can't have, they can't have their medicine, you know, during a, a pandemic, right? Um, that's, that's definitely not going to go over well. And, you know, not to mention, there's a lot of jobs uh, on the line, you know, tax revenue, and things like that. But yeah, we've, we've, we've been talking to some different guests, you know, uh, and everybody seems to be pretty, pretty excited at the fact that, you know, here in 2020, um, cannabis has been deemed essential, yeah. you know, with a lot of other uh, businesses. And, you know, it would, it would be hard to, um, to see that maybe, you know, five, 10 years ago. Well, all the states basically have, you know, some sort of medical program. And, uh, mm -hmm. you know, and they have indications and, you know, so, yeah, I mean, why would they deny people, you know, access to their medication? Makes sense. Right, right, right. So what do you think, this is just a fun question that we like to ask, what do you think will be the absolute last state to legalize <laughs> cannabis? Like the one that's going to come kicking and screaming mm. if you had, to, if you had to put money on. Uh, it hasn't been. I very... think it's somewhere in the south. Uh huh. I think I think it'll be a, uh, you know, maybe maybe one of the southern states. Yeah. Maybe like Bible Belt. I'm yeah. thinking, you know, like a, I don't know, a Mississippi or an Alabama. I would have said Utah, but they've got medical. Yeah. Well, you know, Idaho hasn't been very friendly. I mean, that would be one. Yeah. That, you know, that would say, and then. I know that there's a, a lot of people that are stopped, you know, uh, going through Nebraska. So I, I, if I were a betting mm -hmm. man, maybe I'd, I'd, I'd bet on one of those two. I, I don't know. Nebraska we'll or Idaho. Yeah. 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 Uh, speaking of which, um, you guys have, you said you have a $2 million lab. Mm -hmm. Um, you guys have a virtual tour. People can go, yeah. uh, can they go online and can they tour? Yeah, so we we did a, a virtual tour. You can sign up for it. Uh, basically, um, we we're doing um, uh, process by process. But one, I have a, like a walkthrough. It's an hour long. You can go and see uh, everything from uh, grinding all the way through to distillate production. And uh, yeah, it's it's pretty cool. So yeah, get online. Uh, we have a YouTube video on that, and you know, and just take take a watch. We also have a a guide. Um, that we can, you know, if you're looking to get into the business, a lot of people, uh, you know, they need to know different figures and charts and things like that. So I, I wrote a guide up. It's not perfect. I, I, I don't, don't think it is. I found some errors in it and stuff and I found some spelling errors, but I got them all worked out and the guide is, uh, being downloaded, uh, you know, by the thousands now. So it's, uh, it's a pretty successful guide, I think. And where can they, uh, where can they find you? Where can they, uh, they go online? Yeah, they can go online. They can go to extractlab.com. Uh, there's also, uh, are you going to put up show notes on your, uh, on your podcast? Maybe if not, I, there's a, there's a guide you yeah. can go on there and there's a link to it. Um, but on our website, obviously you can get that. Yeah. And also the tour, uh, just go to our YouTube video, please subscribe. Uh, we're building our subscription base. So yeah. That's, that's awesome. And, uh, so what, what are you, uh, are you excited about the, uh, you know, just kind of the fact that um, science is such a big part of this industry. I know you're a science guy. I know you uh, you love, you know, being the uh, the man in the white coat, you know, back there yeah. doing these things. But isn't it cool to see something that, you know, maybe we grew up with where it was just recreational, um, you know, and that was your relationship with cannabis. But now there is so much science and there's so much tech and so much innovation yeah. 
going on in the business, that's, that's got to excite you a little bit. It does. I mean, not just from our company. Okay. I think, I think mm-hmm. that, uh, all the boats are rising with, with the tide, uh, and the tides going up and, you know, it's, it's really cool to see, um, you know, basically the operator innovators is what I call them. They, they're people who are, um, who are just making it happen at the, at the operations level. It, it's really cool. Some of them come up with the best things and I, I just hats yeah. off to those guys because, you know, like, Oh, that's how you're doing that. I, I, I've been kind of, you know, thinking about this for a long time. I couldn't quite solve it. And that's happened to me several times. Um, so I, I really appreciate our customers. Like I like to go out and visit our customers. Um, I like to, I like to visit the, I kind of like to visit the old guys too, that are operating, you know, that have been around since the beginning because they have really good stories. And then, you know, the a lot of those guys are, they're just looking to get, you know, they're looking to make money and they're looking to get the best shop that they can. And so, you know, small operators like that are, are really fun to be around. Um, so all kinds of interesting stories coming out of those, those trips and travels. So, <laughs> uh, to different, different places. I love it. I love it. And it's, it's, uh, it's so much fun to chat with you, uh, to somebody who's so passionate about the science, about the tech, you know, people ask me all the time, you know, cause we're, we're cannabis and tech today. They're like, what does tech have to do with cannabis? Right. And I'm like, there's so much, you know, I mean, in in this day and age, tech has to do with everything. You know, every company considers themselves a tech company, you know, it doesn't even matter what industry you're in. They're all talking about the innovation, you know, so uh, cannabis is no different. Hemp is no different. And it's just really, really cool to talk to people like you uh, and get a little peek behind the scenes at what's going on, especially uh, in an industry as important as extraction. Yeah. Yeah. And it, you know, a lot of people, when they say extraction, they always kind of think of like an extractor, but we, we look at it as an entire, you know, entire, you know, either facility or, you know, a whole flow of different pieces of equipment. So, you know, we, we help customers kind of piece that all together. It's like a puzzle, you know, and we're using science. We're working with engineers. We're working with their scientists. We're working with their, um, you know, their, their analytical scientists. So a lot of these guys are, you know, it's, it's really fun because it's usually, it's a multifaceted team, a multifunctional team. And, uh, and you can put something together and have it operating within, you know, five, six months. Amazing. That is, that is so cool. Yeah. Well, listen, man, it has been an absolute pleasure chatting with you today. I feel like we could talk for a long time Oh yeah. and uh, would love to have you on the show again sometime. Um, everybody who's listening right now, check out extract labs, um, make sure you go take the virtual tour, check out their, their content that they're putting out right now. Um, really just some innovative guys in the industry. And it's an absolute pleasure to be able to, uh, you know, again, to be able to chat with you, have you on our podcast and, you know, be able to uh, just kind of help share what you guys are doing right now, because science matters, you know, facts matter right now. Innovation is definitely big. A lot of businesses are, uh, are really pivoting during this time right now. And it's just, uh, it's cool to talk to some people like you uh, behind the scenes that are just, uh, that are out there making it happen. So we really do appreciate your time. Okay. Thank you. Thank you very much. Take care. Okay. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that has been another episode of Cannabis Tech Talks. If you like this episode, uh, make sure you share it with your friends, hit the subscribe button, and don't forget to follow us on social media so you can stay in the conversation um, and get updates whenever we have uh, new stuff that we're putting out. Thanks again for joining us, and we'll see you on the next episode of Cannabis Tech Talks. 